Welcome to Jean and Mike do the New York Times crossword. Hi, I'm Jean. And I'm Mike. And today we are doing the crossword for Friday, March 11th, 2022. Did you do the crossword? Yep. And what were your impressions? It was good. Uh huh. Good. <laughs> well, that's it for the podcast. <laughs> no, uh, tell me more. Um, it was a challenging Friday, but not too challenging. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I finished it in less than I usually do. Uh huh. At twenty-seven twenty-two. Wow, you speedster! I did it in thirty-four twenty. Mm-hmm. But no, it it seemed pretty straightforward. Uh huh. There were a lot of uh, unique words mm-hmm. which you would expect for a Friday. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah, I was able to make it through. Yeah, it was but this was by Robin Weintraub, and and she usually puts fun but but um, uncruel crosswords together. Uh-huh. There wasn't, I don't think, a lot of pop culture references or or names of celebs that I never know. Uh-huh. Um, except for that famous celebrity uh, for Tent Down, Melon Baller. No, I'm sorry, that wasn't a celeb. That no. was a kitchen gadget. No. So, so um oh, the Parisian scoop. Yes. Melon Baller, that's what we call it here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, but no, there there really wasn't a lot of a lot of there weren't, wasn't a lot of name dropping. Maybe in a couple of places, but one one name that dropped that I had completely forgot about, which kind of made me a little nervous. But forty seven across scourge of the twenty twenties, colloquially Rona. Right. I completely forgot. We used to call the coronavirus Rona. Now we just call it COVID. Right. But well, okay, so so I mean COVID's the disease, coronavirus is the is the cause. Uh-huh. Um but it's it's sort of used interchangeably. It's the same thing, yeah, sickness. Mm-hmm. But uh anyway, I thought, "Oh gosh, that was just a couple years ago and I completely forgot we called it Rona." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I guess I never really called it Rona. I, I don't know anyone who did. Uh-huh. Sort of oh, like no, I've heard, I heard that yesterday. I didn't know anyone who called Canadians hosers. <laughs> so we carry on with that tradition today. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were there were some good clues in here. I I liked a twenty four across like a screwdriver orange. Yes. So I thought that was funny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, thirty four across. Dolly-esque say. So it was five letters, so uh, I <clears throat> originally thought buxom. I did, too. Did you really? I put that in, yes. And then I realized it was the wrong Dolly, uh-huh. and so I had clone, Oh. because I had the last two letters as any, and I thought, oh, it's the, it's the clone sheep. Uh-huh. And, um, but then it turned out to be ovine. Yes. It would have to have been cloned, right? You were describing... Something oh, else. something esque. Uh-huh. Yeah. Now that you mention it, yes. But but at the, but at the time that any you know because I was thinking it's the clone and I had an any at the end. Uh huh. So um, I, I went for clone before ovine. Uh-huh. For, uh huh. Forty one across. Freak out was alarm. Oh uh, yeah. That's an interesting way to phrase that. Uh-huh. Just sort of I don't know how that tense was working there, but uh-huh. um, right below that. Um, 
website space savers. So I had the word menus on the on the right, and it had to be something menus. And at first, I thought hamburger menus, because <laughs> because you know they they have those on on a lot of a lot of apps. They've got these like four or five. Uh, well, in fact, if you look at the New York Times right there, there is a hamburger uh, menu. It's it's. Why do uh, they call it that? Well, because it's three horizontal lines with three or two blank spaces in between. It sort of looks like a hamburger, one thing stacked on top of another. Oh. So that's a hamburger menu, but that didn't fit. No. And then I went for pull-down menu. Yeah, I, that's what I went for. But it turned out to be drop-down. Drop-down. took me a while to give up on, uh-huh. on pull. Now, I had a little trouble with the one right below it, 45 across, largest, largest digit in a set. Mm-hmm. I thought, what could that be? It turned out to be the big toe. Big toe. Yeah, I was sort of, pro- I, you know, I saw the word digit and I got suspicious. Oh. But, and, and I think, well, because you see, because I had the B of, of Big Toe, 45 down, singer with the alter ego, Ziggy Stardust. Okay, so they did at least have one celeb, but it was someone I knew. Uh-huh. So I, don't, I won't count that against them. Uh-huh. And, uh, but, so I had the B and I don't know if I had the, I, I had trouble with 29 down. Um. It rarely includes change. The answer was fine dining. Uh huh. And so yeah, that was that was clever. Right, but once I had that, I had the B and the I, and so it sort of led to big toe. Uh huh. I I did have trouble with thirty six down pedigree alternative, oh. and that was Alpo. Yes. Because once again, they're doing the bit of of disguising the capital letter by putting it as the first word in the clue. Uh huh. Very sneaky. Uh huh. Did you know twenty seven down that dog pound hip hop duo? So I saw the blank pound and I thought dog and I thought it should be spelled D A W G. Me too. Really? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Um. <laughs> But it didn't work. Yeah, that threw everything off. Mm-hmm. And D O G G. The dog pound. The dog pound. And next to that was permanently four letters, and it was ever. Uh huh. That was that was interesting too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. Yep. Just a lot of great clues and answers. Yes. This puzzle, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I, I guess not too much more to talk about mm-hmm. so but it is friday so it's fun fact friday do, 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 do. do you have a fun fact for a I fun do fact friday you have a fun fact and it goes along with today's puzzle oh good 17 across mm-hmm. it's a blank mm-hmm. that was the hardest part for me that's where i ended up um i didn't know the l in that but the, the answer was tabula Rasa, mm-hmm. and I had the T A B U, and then the A R A S A, and and the L was uh, from five down, number to call, number abbreviated, and I'm like, number to call, and I had the T E, so I thought ten, but <laughs> we made it Tabuna Rasa, but I thought there's got to be something wrong there because everything else looked right. Mm-hmm. So I took that N out, and then I just went through the al- alphabet. And when I got to L, I had old telephone number, yes. Right. Uh, but tabula rasa, I don't think I had ever heard of that. Um, so I I did a little digging, mm-hmm. and this is um, 
uh, a little synopsis from the Britannica. Um, tabula rasa is, is Latin for scraped tablet or clean slate. Uh, and in epistemology, which is the theory of knowledge and psychology, it is a supposed condition that empiricists have attributed to the human mind before ideas have been imprinted on it by the reaction of the senses to the external world of objects, uh, which is kind of a rather um, wordy way of <laughs> saying yes. that we are born with a blank slate, mm-hmm. that there's nothing in our brains when we are born, and everything that goes in there is um, due to experience mm. and environment, and you know that's how we... We uh, gain our our knowledge and personality. Uh, the first person to actually compare the mind to a blank writing tablet was Aristotle, mm. and that was in the fourth century BC in his writing De Anima uh, and on the soul. Uh, that and then it it, uh, it kind of would wane and and then be brought up again and wane and the. Um, the Stoics, 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 um, uh, kind of resurrected it, as did the Peripatetics, which were the students at the Lyceum, the school founded by Aristotle, um, and um, and there were a number of others. Uh, but then it really started to take hold in the 17th century when the English empiricist John Locke, in an essay concerning human understanding argued for the mind's initial resemblance to white paper, void of all characters, and with all materials of reason and knowledge derived from experience. So that was kind of, you know, the beginning of the nature versus versus nurture uh, argument that people are still debating today. Uh, Another name that came up was Freud. Freud actually uh, was quite uh, taken with this idea of tabula rasa as well as he was uh, writing about the ego, which is another great crossword word, mm-hmm. uh, and other things. So, so anyway, tabula rasa, blank slate. I guess it'd be really hard to prove that. I mean, you'd have to have like uh, you know a newborn baby and say, "We'd like to ask you a few questions uh-huh. just to see if you can answer these." Uh-huh. Yes. and it would be hard to sort out: mm-hmm. Did the baby know it but couldn't articulate it, uh-huh. yep. or were they just really dumb? <laughs> probably why I'm never going to get a job (laughs) interviewing babies. I don't think so. Anyway, that was was the fun fact for Friday. Tabula rasa. Tabula rasa. Now you all know. Right. Or tabular aza. No. Uh So, okay. Well, thank you for that. Yes. All right. Well, I think that's it for today then. So uh, just a reminder, everyone, that tomorrow is... Uh, is not only Saturday, it's Jam Katwa. The Jam, we will be awarding the Jam Katwa Gene and right. Mike Crossword of the Week Award. That's right. So you'll want to stay tuned for that. Yep. If you have a favorite, send the, send the, uh, the day of the, of this week, of course, of that favorite along with the $20 bill to us. No. And, what? No. Oh, we don't take bribes? Oh, that's right. So. I forgot. Okay, forget it. Mm-hmm. Skip the $20. But uh, do let us know if you've got a favorite. Drop us a line, crossword podcast at iCloud.com. And we will be back to reveal the Jam Katwa winner 
as and discuss the Saturday puzzle and discuss the Saturday puzzle if we can do it if we can do it tomorrow bye bye